0: Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for listening to NeuroHive. I'm going to be really honest and upfront with you about something. We took a really big risk putting this information out for you and creating this content. I need your support to help beat the big tech and media overlords who just want to keep you addicted to complacency. They are making billions of dollars and ripping the United States apart, all for the sake of keeping us dumb and numb in the place of our phones. I know a lot of you are business owners and entrepreneurs and self-driven individuals who listen to this. You are what they fear the most self-reliant, independent thinkers, and individuals who are willing to put in the work that is required of success. To help our cause in creating impactful and transparent content to help American business owners, I need your support for the show. If I taught you something, if we gave you new insight into something that you hadn't thought about before, or even just made you smile a little bit today, please share the show. That's how we're going to grow the hive into the greatest force for good that exists out there in the world today. It doesn't have to be a social media share or a story post. But many of you do that and it's greatly appreciated. But what it can be is the next time you're hanging out with your buddies, having a conversation with other business owners, and it comes up of what are you stuffing your brain with? What's the good stuff that you're putting between your ears? I would greatly appreciate a mention of NeuroHive. If we do a good job for you, I really would love that in return. Let's fire up B and hop into today's episode. AB, Active the Hive new sequence. Welcome. Welcome to the smarter Marketing revolution, presented by Hidden Force Media, with your host Alex Vonderhaar. Welcome to the. Yo, 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 what is going on? Welcome back to another episode. Today, I've got a solo one coming at you, and we're going to talk about something that a lot of you come at me with, and it's something that I cover in my two-day deep dives as well, which is how to become one of the most prolific learners, writers, and content creators out there. Because let's face it, we are in a digital age where content consumption is at an all-time high. People are glued to their devices. And even though these big tech media companies want you to be that way, doesn't mean that we, if we're going to participate, hey, we got to be able to create the best content for our audience to get our message out there, to be the person that's going to make an impact in their life. And it all starts with how well do you communicate to your audience? So, So let's hop into it. This is a super deck as I call them inside of my agency here, which is we cover a lot. pull out the pen, pull out the paper, take some notes. This is going to be one that you want to come back to again and again and again, especially when you go down the content journey and you're just starting out. You know, Maybe you've got somebody on your team that's helping you create this content. Have them listen to this too, because it's going to matter and it's going to help elevate you out of the noise, out of just that weird buzz phase and get you to become the maverick in your industry. So let's hop into this. First step of this is that first you have to learn how to learn well. And I know that seems kind of weird, right? How in the world do you actually start to create content? You have to learn. You have to learn how to learn. And most of us have never been taught the right way to learn things. And it starts with a few things. There's four stages to how to learn the right way. You have to study well. You have to write well. You have to talk well. And then you have to be able to teach it. Let me go through those again. You have to be able to study well. The ability to study what you're learning as you're learning it is super important. Are you taking notes? Are you highlighting? Are you moving information from different pieces of what you're learning and putting them together? That's where true creativity lies is when we start to connect pieces together that haven't been connected before. Then we have to be able to write well. The ability to write and learn to be a prolific copywriter is one of the best skills you will ever hear marketers tell you right and the ones that are decent hold that secret super close to their chest is that the ability to write well is what will elevate your brand beyond what anybody else has been able to do then we move into the the ability to talk well <laughs> and therefore I stumbled going into that right uh, the ability to talk well will go and serve you for ages and ages and ages because we have to be able to get that we have to be able to get that message across we have to be able to hit the highs and the lows We have to be able to build the dynamic tension and then snap it back as best as we can, right? The ability to talk well is the third piece of that. Moving into the final piece, which is the ability to teach well. How can we break down complicated subjects and give them into bite-sized pieces for people? It's one of the things that I think we do really well here at Hidden Falls, taking some of these really big concepts that... Are really hard meeting people where they're at and giving it to them in small, bite sized pieces. You have to be able to know how to teach well in order to become a great content creator. And inside of this process, I would put, I would draw a triangle, okay? Imagine a pyramid and it's got four sections, right? We have the top of the pyramid, we have another section, we're gonna cut it again. And then at the very base, the very base of this pyramid, I want you to write down your ability to consume content. How we consume content is the fundamental building block of everything that we're about to build off of. And that leads me to one of my biggest obstacles with learning. When I was a kid growing up, my biggest obstacle was with learning was that I was a little bit dyslexic. And you can even hear it sometimes when I talk, I'll get my words flipped in and my letters will flip over. And it's because I was dyslexic growing up. I would flip letters and numbers all over the place. And I had to learn to slow down in order to get to that spot. But as an adult, as I've grown and I've been practicing reading, because reading and learning consumption is very much a practice, I've reached this weird spot as many of you are as well, which is there's so much to learn. There's so much to dig into. Now my biggest obstacle for learning is actually decision fatigue. What am I actually going to stuff between my ears to begin to learn? So there's a few ways that I look at it. You should have in your repertoire almost like a studying program or a study diet, if you would, where you're looking at different categories, different mediums of consumptions. Are you looking at books? Is it audio, audible or physical for articles? Are you looking at uh, medical journals? Are you looking at peer-reviewed journals and blogs and all these different articles that come out inside of your industry? Are you looking at course materials and training like many of you do? Many of you are inside of business masterminds. That's great. That's course material and training. And then for podcasts, what are you stuffing your brain with from this perspective? Other people's podcasts, how are you consuming all these different mediums? And then where do we start to actually put, you know, the other stuff that's going to matter? And this is where I see a lot of people break down. They've got the medium sourced, right? They know, hey, I love reading through books. I love reading through course materials. Any course I can find my hands on around a certain subject I'm willing to get my hands into, And then you reach decision fatigue. You reach studying fatigue because all you're doing is focusing on one category of studying, and you're missing out the you're missing so much of the other possibilities of how to be able to connect this together. So let me break this down for you as to how I've broken down my categories. I have technical and skill set books or categories or mediums that I'm reading through at a time. Usually only one or two of these at a time. You know, if I'm going through and I'm learning copywriting or learning a specific specific way to run. Google ads or looking at a specific way to measure uh, ROAS, right? What are all these different technical skill sets that are going to make me a better operator? I'm only working on one or two of these at a time because it can become so heavy that I don't actually learn them correctly. This is where I feel like universities fail in getting people to actually align up what they're learning consistently and why advisors should only be letting you take a certain amount of classwork at a time in combination with one another. It's no reason people fail if they've got a hard math class, a hard science class, and a hard uh, statistics class all lined up together. You're dealing with too many technical skill sets at a singular time to be able to get a comprehensive learning diet or a studying diet inside of that time period. I'm also looking at mindset and self-development books this, or journals or articles or podcasts at a time too. This is when I'm listening to people like Andy Fursella, Ed Milette, Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, right? I'm stuffing this in there as a good diet cleanser. This is a fantastic palate cleanser, but my favorite palate cleanser out of all these are actually biographies. And the reason being is that it gives me a perception change. It changes my reality lens that I'm looking at my life through when I can see into other people. People's realities and how they've moved through these different elevation points in their life. And then I'm looking at enjoyment and fiction reading too. When I'm going through enjoyment and fiction reading, I'm still studying these works, right? I'm looking at how they were using storytelling. How was their language? How did they captivate me? How did I just flow through 15 or 20 pages without needing to look up and take a break? Because the way they structured their words were so amazing, were so prolific that I'm just consuming it at a different level or at a different lens than where most people are at. That moves into the next phase. And when I started to actually get a little bit of a uh, teaser to this, right? So at the bottom part of our uh, of our pyramid, we have this idea of like, I have to be a great consumer, right? So what's the next step? If I'm consuming all of these things, my study diet is on point. My, my variety is as broad as I can get it to be able to create content. Now I have to start putting these pieces together and connecting them in new ways that have not been thought of before, and this is where uh, where we start to get into define like what is creativity or what is original thinking. And from what we've been able to learn and tell is that creativity is joining some of these unrelated ideas, and that helps us to create original thinking patterns that nobody else has thought of before. And this is where we get into what's called connection and recall, right? So we've got our categories, we've got our technical skill sets, we're only looking at one or two at a time, and I'm rarely reading all the way through My categorical books of technical and skill set, right? I'll read through the table of contents, circle what I want, scan the rest, and then I'm out the door with those types of books or that type of article or those podcasts or those courses because I don't want to waste my time, right? Time is our most valuable resource in this. And if I know inside of a skill set book that I know how to add A, B, and C together to get to D, then why would I go back through and read that if I'm already at that level? But I'm going to scan table of contents, circle what I want, move on through the rest. This is why I like hardcover books over Audible or over Kindle books, because I have to be able to write in them. I'm constantly writing in all my books that I have. Especially if you've borrowed a book from me, you'll notice that it's ripped up. Got post-it notes shoved in there, pieces of paper talking about different thought patterns that I had when I was reading it. It's circled, it's highlighted in different colors because one, it teaches you to engage with the content on a different level, but also I'm scanning and looking for particular items inside of that book. Then I'm looking at mindset and personal development. Like I said, Ed Milette, Andy Fursella, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins. This is like food that I always want to keep coming back to feed myself with, right? The idea that if I have an amazing steak and seafood combo, I only want it once is nonsense. I want that food all day, but I need that variety to come back with a salad or come back with some fruit that's going to mix up my diet. Like I said inside of biographies, I want that perspective, Right. And then inside of enjoyment and fiction, I'm looking at storytelling techniques and picture words and how I'm being able to craft these things together. Inside of copywriting, there's an amazing tool around this idea that all we're doing is looking at picture words and connecting words. And we'll do an episode around copywriting to be able to go through some of these learning lessons. But right now, just focus on the idea of the category. We have our technical skill set, our mindset and development, the biographies, and then the final category being enjoyment and fiction. So, how are are we mixing all these things into our diet to create something that then we're going to be able to move to the next level of our pyramid, the one right before that top part, which is my my ability to talk to you and articulate what it is that I'm connecting together. So first we consume, then we connect, then we begin to speak and write and proclaim our message out there into the world. Because as we move through this, what you'll find is that there's a rhythm and a potency to how we write and how we talk. Now, when we're writing, what's the difference between if I spelled out the word, uh, do not understand and don't understand? What's the potency? What's the rhythm? What's the copy difference between these that allows me to move you through a sentence? Or if I'm using all caps word versus just one that's purely just capitalized for the first letter and not capitalized at all? Or what if I do shorthand from you want to to you want to? There's a difference in how we do this. Is there a professionalism to it? Is it more laid back? Is it what we call a skip over word to where your brain just kind of runs right through it because it's not part of that story, but it's there to get to the end goal? These are all things that we have to look at when we start to lean into the next part, which is creation. Right, Taking the connections, combining new ideas, putting your own spin on them and creating that new IP is going to be the key variable as to how you become a prolific content creator. Now, there's one thing that I want you to be very careful of, which is when are you actually creating the content throughout your life? We all go through these ebbs and flows of content creation, especially within our business. I mean, we even took six months off of this podcast in the middle of 2021 to start to look at the different ways that we had to create content for you in order to get the most bang for your buck out of this. If you're going to invest the time, I want you to get the best of our best when we do this. And that led us into studying chronotypes. Um, Chronotypes are some really, really interesting reads, especially if you get, um, especially if you have an open mind around some of the psychology. So there's four different types of people. There's the bear, the lion, the wolf, and the dolphin. Dolphins are like uh, Megan and my girlfriend. They're uh, they're total insomniacs. They're type A personalities. Uh, we call them the rhinos and bees inside of our business, right? They're always up too much and they never have enough time, right? They're super light sleepers who wake up frequently. And these people are super, super intelligent. There's a lot of CEOs that are dolphins in the middle part of their life and then they end up transitioning into another chronotype later in life. We also have the wolf. These are your night owls. These are your nocturnal people. And they typically have two periods of productivity between the day, typically around noon to two. And then after the sun goes down, they have another big push of creativity. Oftentimes these people are super introverts and they crave a lot of alone time. Then we get into this idea of a lion. These are your early birds, your go-getters who always want to get out of bed, ready to go 4 to 5 a.m. They're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. They're these people that you're like, how in the world do you have this much energy going throughout your day, going throughout your life? And they almost never seem to fizzle out until the sun starts to go down, right? Then we have our bears. This is what I am, hands down. Uh, my sleep wake cycle follows the sun. I have no difficulty sleeping because of that. And I'm ready for intense tasks in the middle of the morning, and I feel an energy dip in the early afternoon. But, you know, I can maintain productivity as long as there's an afternoon activity for me to recharge. And that's honestly being alone and watching a little bit of YouTube. If I can find a way for me to pull back from the people around me during my early afternoon, I know the rest of my day is going to be super fire and I'm able to think and operate and put Uh, ideas together at a brand new level. If I were to come at you and create this content at, let's say, seven in the morning, I wouldn't be able to bring the fire. Or if I was trying to do it at eight o'clock at night, that's not really who I am. So I'm not going to battle against my own chronotype in order to try to do things that are creative, to try to create that entire pyramid I need to know when I'm the most creative. I need to know when I'm the most articulate. I need to know when I'm able to connect things and I need to know at the baseline fundamental level when is the best time for me to consume content. I love reading first thing in the morning. Wake up, get my book, get my cup of coffee in my hand and I start going because at that point I'm able to start and I don't have all these distractions in my way to prevent me from consuming. And then it allows me throughout the rest of my day to view my day through that perspective. So typically when I'm waking up. I'm viewing my day through my daily affirmations. I'm reading through my goals that I have. I'm putting them right in my face. And then I'm reading into my other books. I'm listening to my podcast. I'm going in and reading different medical articles or different neuroscience papers that have been published this year or even last year, right? I'm staying on top of my information so that way later throughout my day, I can begin to connect them. If I see a way that I can particularly articulate that idea and make things simpler, try to figure out a way to express them to you guys, then I'm able to go in during my middle afternoon and start to articulate and create my content around these ideas so it is easy to create a social media post at the surface right it sounds easy just to be able to throw something up there but when we start to really get into the process behind how some of your favorite creators online do this this is their pattern this is literally how they do this and how do i know because they hire us to teach them how to do this too at scale they figured it out internally They figured out their own way of doing that. But when they had to create scale with it, when they had to push volume through their business to be able to do this, they didn't know how to do how this entire process worked. So I'm giving it to you now. This is hands down one of the best tools you will ever learn inside of your business if you can get it. So remember, there's four parts to this triangle, right? At the very, very baseline foundation, we have consumption. What are you putting into your brain? The next section up is connection. Now that we've consumed all this information, we have to start connecting different ideas together. And now that we've connected these ideas together, how are we going to tell somebody about these ideas, right? We have to begin to think about how am I going to articulate this really, really hard or difficult idea into something super, super simple. Give it a name. Give it a nickname. Figure out the different copywriting mechanisms that go along into creating content that people can actually consume. Think about it from this where we get the fifth grade level, right? If you can think back to fifth grade, your teachers were giving you acronyms. They were telling you to think about uh, math as far as please, excuse me my dear aunt Sally, in order for you to understand order of operations within math, right? They were figuring out ways to get you to articulate it inside of yourself because they were connecting different things together. And then now we're in the creation mode. Now we're getting to the spot where everybody wants to be, which is just this content creation machine. But we have to have those key fundamentals in there first. Guys, this is a lot of information. I want you to go back and listen to this two, three, four, five times in order for this information to really sink in and grab it. If you've got it on the first time and you can go through and start creating this, make sure you tag me in it. Tag me in the post. I'll I'll read through it, let you know what I think, and let me know where you're stuffing your brain with. And as always, if there's anything that I ever ask you guys to do, it's go make somebody smile today. It's amazing what type of impact it can have on their life. Peace.